We are live! West Coast Sports Junkies from our studios in New Westminster, South Surrey, and Burnaby from beautiful British Columbia. Don't forget to subscribe to our show on podcasting platforms such as Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Be sure to also follow us on Twitter at West Coast Sport 9. If you have any suggestions, questions, or just want to get into it with us, Ty, Mike, and myself are always here to interact. Reach out to us by email at westcoastsportsjunkies at gmail.com. We are also now on Instagram at west underscore coast underscore sports underscore junkies. Follow us there. West Coast style. Ready to talk sports, beer, and everything between. Here we go. We are live. We have a fantastic show for you tonight. We have a lot to cover. It's Tuesday, April the 6th. Uh, lots going on in the world of sports. Lots going on with COVID and the Canucks. Uh, the Demco contract was extended since the last time we spoke. We're going to get into that a little bit. Um, <clears throat> we have some people... Uh, disagreeing with uh with bonnie henry and the way that this has all been handled we'll talk about that a little bit do you think the canucks should finish the season i do some may not we'll get into the pga tour with tyler shields and the golf update speed is back masters week all that stuff mr mike is going to get into the ufc recap uh, a couple of fine announcements going on this week and uh, as usual we're going to get Dirty with Daniel Fernandez. We'll get into the dirty talk. But for now, since it is a Tuesday night, as it is a school night, we're going to go into our uh, drinks of the evening. Oh, ooh, mine just blew up. Um, mine is the Bright Eye Brewing out of Kamloops. Drew Barrymore uh, Pale Ale with raspberry and blackberry and on the side of the can it says get your daily dose of vitamins in this ultra refreshing fruited pale ale um it is really good i had one uh, earlier for dinner however this can is a 946 mil it's a very very big can but i'll gladly take a sip here oh yes very good very good what do you got going on mr mike yeah, tonight I got a beer from Trail Beer Refi Refinery, which is in Trail, BC. Do you guys know where that is? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Mr. Ray Ferraro's from Trail. All right. right that is on. correct. Yeah. So this is a happy hour lager. And first time I'm trying it. Let's see how it is. Yeah, it's a good beer. I could probably drink all night. You got going on there, Ty? Well, how's it going, guys? Good to be back on the podcast here. Um, Chris, it sounds like you're drinking a beer version of a Palm Bay. It's an interesting beer, but uh, <laughs> sounds and it looks like a Palm Bay too. Oh, well, no, the Palm Bays I drink are clear. Now, this one is uh, pink. Well, it's the color of your can, I meant, but anyways. Oh, 
Yeah. I'm not uh, as adventurous as you guys, so I just have a Sleeman Honey Brown Lager mm. this evening. Uh, might pair that with a few school night paquitos, maybe a little proper 12. We'll see what happens. But uh, yeah, that's where we're at tonight. Nice. That's uh, one of my favorite beers, too. It is. I was going more for the, you know, support local today, like Mike did. Trail. I did Kamloops. And then Ty does Ontario. What? <laughs> Sleemans. Oh. Did you guys have a good long weekend there? Uh, uh, yeah, it didn't do much. I worked all weekend. Had a few drinks on FaceTime with uh, with a couple friends. Uh, just took it easy. Watched some Netflix. Nothing nothing too exciting. How about you guys? Uh, well, I had the uh, pleasure of deep frying a turkey. I'm not sure if you guys have ever had that before. Uh, this is my third or fourth one I did. Um, oh, man. Fantastic. So good. So good. It, it uh, That sounds good. Oh, it, it revived turkey for me. Like, I like turkey, you know, but, you know, every Christmas and Easter, you kind of get it. You're like, oh, turkey again. But now, you throw that baby in the deep fryer for 45 minutes, not even. Half an hour, I think I did it for 35 minutes. Came out golden, crispy brown. The skin was crunchy. The meat was moist and juicy. Oh, it was just really, really, really good. Good Friday. I had a good dinner, too. Nice uh, nice uh, seafood seafood platter. It was my, my weekend wasn't really eventful other than the food. Everything else, I was just at home, kind of sitting around on the computer, doing some work and uh, doing some research and eating good. So, and uh, yeah, that's, that sounds like some good food, man. Yeah. See, I had some cheat days on the diet, but uh, <laughs> no, no update this week. Yes. Update this week, 239.8. So I went down uh, quite a few pounds. It's 244. Perfect. Congrats. Thank you. Well done. Keeping it going. Yeah. So yeah, over the weekend we did, um, we usually do like our first camping trip of the year. We have an RV and we went up to Harrison. We're sort of by ourselves there and we can like, you know, social distance and all that stuff, stick to ourselves. And we did a couple hikes up around the lake. It was windy. It was rainy. We had some good drinks and some good food and kids had a blast. So it was a lot of fun. Yeah, those are good. Those are good trips, man. When you can get the family together and just, uh, especially right now with COVID, right? I mean, what else? I mean, what else really is there to do? Grab the trailer, go. You get that family time. You're out and out and about doing hikes. It's good times. Yeah, away from everyone else. Uh, like you said, socially distanced and everything, so that's good. Yeah, for sure. Although I would say the people in Harrison, I don't think are really. Uh, I think they're over this COVID thing. They were a lot of people on the beach and stuff like that, not wearing masks, doing their own thing. Mm, Interesting. Yeah. I think a lot of people are, man, not just there. I mean, it's been such a long haul with this. Um, doesn't look like it's, uh, going away anytime soon either. It's starting to ramp up again, which is unfortunate as we'll get into a bit with the Canucks later on. But, uh, but yeah, so, uh, why don't we get into it a little bit? So sure. first, first of all, just before, um, <clears throat> just before we get into it, like what what happens these days? Like when you see somebody without a mask, you're like, it's in- true. 
we were actually talking about this when we were camping, me and my wife, and we're like, you know, if you go out like in the future, what's it going to be like if you're not wearing a mask? Is it kind of be going to be like you're uh, forgot to put your pants on, you know, and started walking out in public? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, oh no, it's true though. Like, what what are we going to do? You forgot to pay. That was actually a good one. You know that? Yeah, that was good. good one, Mikey. <laughs> that was good. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know, man. It's uh, it's interesting what's going to happen here. But, I mean, so we recorded last week on a Tuesday night, was it? Yeah. Yeah, Tuesday and night, yeah. Everything in the world of sports happened on the Wednesday. Yeah. Like, with the, we talked about last week, uh, Gaudet getting pulled off the ice and saying he had COVID or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and I was like, well, what the hell are you doing on the ice? Blah, blah, blah. And now... Well, Chris, why don't you bring us up to date? What's going on with the Canucks? Um, I lost count of how many players are actually on the COVID protocol list right now. Last 18. I checked was, oh, really? Because I thought it was 21. Well, there's there's 18 active roster players, and I believe there was a few taxi squad players. Yeah, a couple taxi coaches. So it's, it's up over 20, but in terms of like our current active roster, yeah. I think there's 18 today with uh, Vertanen being added to the COVID list. Yeah, he's the latest, eh? I know, and, I, and I mean... It's just not uh, all confirmed COVID cases either, right? So it could be close contacts. They don't yeah. specify. It's probably so. like they were on the ice with Godet or something like that. So since that was the case, you know, they probably looked back at video or whatever, and they're like, "Oh, you were close to him. You're on the list." It hasn't said anything about who's actually got COVID and who doesn't. Yeah, yeah. There's only been a few that have actually been confirmed, I guess, like Godet being one, and I think there's a couple others. But yeah, crazy, crazy stuff really is it really is i can't believe what's what you know what happened to them i they're saying um the nhl is saying that they're confident that the canucks will finish their season i think they're is, hopeful yeah hopefully that'll happen but i mean i don't know i don't see any benefit for the canucks to go ahead and do so i mean i don't know well, it's a it, tough one right i agree like i almost think in the in our north division right the top four seeds are pretty much locked up essentially like even calgary has fallen way down below. Um, who's that in fourth? Winnipeg? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> but uh, first and foremost, we just hope, you know, and it's it's too early, I think, to even uh, be thinking about hockey games, right? Let's let's hope they all uh, get back to healthier and there's no complications and, and all that stuff because it could take, could take weeks for them to recover, right? I've heard at least one player has had a doctor brought in for IVs and, and stuff like that. So not a good situation. And like, I don't really think there'd be any point of, you know, rushing them back to finish the season. That's, that's pretty much lost anyways. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Absolutely. We, we, we obviously hope that the players are safe and that their families are safe and that they all recover from this and, that's the first thing that comes to my mind. The second thing is obviously the COVID protocols in the NHL need to be reviewed, I would say. And um, to the Canucks organization, I don't see, I don't, I, they don't need to, to finish this season. I don't think they mm-hmm. should, but I think they're going to, even if they have to, you know, I was thinking about this on my drive home from work today. Like even if they have to pull up a bunch of minor players to finish off the damn season, I think that they will. Like yeah, it will be like the room, the movie, the replacements. On that note, though, the Utica, our farm team, also had a COVID, uh, big COVID outbreak. No recently. way. Mm-hmm. 
Maybe they'll come so, to the Sun Devils Coquitlam uh, Beer League hockey team to finish it up for them. <laughs> well, see, the problem is, so there was another player uh, placed on the COVID list today, uh, Jake Vertanen. So I think before they even discuss potential, you know, their next game and the situation, they need to wait until there's two days of no new exposures or, or players placed on that COVID list. Even think about trying to fit, like figure out the schedule and make up games and all that stuff. So, yeah, I've, I think it's just right now it's kind of a wait and see approach. I did read today that the NHL was really looking into the Canucks protocols and their their practices in terms of covid related uh, stuff so like mask wearing and procedures where they're all hanging out this and that so nothing has come of it yet but they're definitely taking a look because this is the worst one the nhl has seen up until this point agreed <clears throat> yeah but they've seen similar ones there's not the first one no but not to this extent man 18 players that's our almost our whole roster on the covid list yeah well there was the devils had 17 players <clears throat> two months yeah. ago though and we had dallas had 17 players at the beginning of the year during training camp and then we have said montreal they missed they missed four games but i think right now the canucks on saturday they were supposed to play so that would be the sixth game that they missed. Yeah. and yeah, yeah man i don't know it's just it's sad to see but i don't know i, I can't see any reason why they would want to rush it get back to it and even with covid um they they have uh, the people. I know a couple of people that have had COVID, and you get super fatigued, right? And that can last like for months afterwards. I think I've heard. So yeah, yeah, yeah for sure, they can definitely where, linger. Will be at. And how would that work? Do you think? Say we don't go back and play, or we do play with like replacement players or whatever, and we end up in dead last or close to it. Like, is there going to be like an asterisk beside that? Like, we're not going to get the the first draft draft pick? No. No, all be the, all but the I think that's that's why they want to. They they are, they're hopeful the Canucks will finish the season for that part of that reason. Plus, like they still have some meaningful games to play against other potential playoff opponents, right? That it's going to come into seeding and all of that stuff. So, and like yeah, technically, the Canucks can still make the playoffs. Like well, yeah, we haven't been mathematically, mathematically eliminated yet, but we are. Well, now with this deadly low blow it's <clears throat> obviously sucks i think we're <laughs> out i think we're out of it guys <laughs> you think so? uh, i'm just good. gonna go out on a limb and say that canucks will not make the playoffs <laughs> yeah and yeah, even with uh because we were on our bye week obviously when this all happened too but yeah. you look at the standings and where we would have been say even if we didn't if the COVID outbreak didn't happen and where we would have been like we still lost ground big time on mm-hmm. on those teams that are in the playoff current playoff uh seeds right now so and did you see um <clears throat> speaking of teams that are ahead of us um eric Stahl's get debut game he wins the uh, game in overtime with a goal unreal eh? yeah, just like that. yeah and that seems that's, like that happens a lot with the with players that are traded around the deadline especially early on they come in and they get that boost of adrenaline and yeah do you remember when burrows was traded to ottawa that one year yeah i do he the first game, that. I think he almost, I think he had a hat, he had, had two goals or a hat trick, but his debut was insane and then kind of fizzled out a little bit. But yeah, so uh, let's get into the um, Demko contract. What'd you guys think of that? I thought it was, it, let me first say myself, thought it was fantastic, thought it was a way better structured deal than, than, than Markstrom. Do you praise Benning for it? 
I'm going to say that he's got horseshoes up his ass that Demko actually, <laughs> no, that he actually turned out because that was not supposed to be the way it was supposed to go. There was supposed to be a tandem deal with uh, Holtby and Demko. Demko was supposed to be kind of, they were supposed to split the net, but Demko just, you know, he's an ascending, yeah, well, he's an ascending uh, asset, right? Now he's for sure on his way up. Now he had, he's only got like 67 career NHL games. <laughs> So it's a yeah, small so. sample size to give that big of a contract, but I think in the long run he'll be good, and it'll it'll be looked at as a bargain in like two or three years. Yeah, I, I totally right. agree. I mean, the alternative I think was like a bridge deal, so you give him a two-year deal with a little more money, but then when he comes up to his next contract, like that's pretty much that would be his last big contract. You know what I mean? In the NHL, which would be a lot steeper, I would think. Mm-hmm. So by doing the five years, because we he's what twenty six years old, which is essentially the prime of of usually a goalie's career from like twenty six to early thirties. So we have him locked up for that window at a really good uh, average, and yeah, no, I really like it. I think that's one of Benning's best deals that he's done. Yeah, it's a five so five. Is it a we no gotta <laughs> we a gotta no give him some credit. Where credits do here, but uh, I don't know. It, it probably is. I yeah. haven't seen the actual structure and the details of it, but I'm happy about it. Yeah, Mike, what do you think, man? Yeah, same thing. I'm I'm happy about it. I thought Demko really, you know, you know, made it made the decision super easy this year when looking at him and Holtby. So, yeah, I thought he would get paid, and uh, I think he did. And happy he's a Canuck. Look forward to. Uh, I guess all of them getting. He's on. He's actually on the list of the COVID list. So hopefully yeah. he he's yeah. uh, he's safe and recovers and get to see him play some more, man. Because he was playing some really good hockey there down the stretch the last the last few games, anyways, right? Mm-hmm. Definitely. He's the only reason we were even in like a majority of those games that we watched. We talked about it yeah. previous episodes, but especially yeah, you look at the comparables too, right? Jordan Bennington. He just got a obviously they won a Stanley Cup. Um, but I mean, he has not been very good overall. He's getting paid a lot more mm-hmm. and he's older. And then you look at uh, Carter Hart and Philly. He's just been an absolute disaster. And both those year. goalies are on my fantasy team. Yeah, that's oh, so you suck. know all about him. Yeah, I know all about them. Like, yeah. Carter Hart was like the next guy, the next hyped like future star goalie. And and he was actually a healthy scratch for a couple games last week. They were trying well, to so- reset him. So was uh, so was Bennington. Remember, he was like, "Oh, he's the next." Um, oh yeah, he's, for sure. That's yeah. what I was saying in terms of comparables. Yeah, man. <clears throat> like I think I think we did great with Demko. Yeah, getting that. Did done. you guys? Did you guys see Bennington lose his mind uh, this season when he um, he got pulled, and then he I went, did. Yeah, <laughs> I he did. Fa- yeah. he faked that he was gonna punch. Um, uh, oh, I can't remember who. It I was. can't remember the player, but I I watched that whole little thing where he's skating yeah. around. Like yeah. a little weasel, yeah. And then Dubnik at the end, Dubnik's like, "Get the fuck off the ice!" You can see <laughs> yeah. And then he goes and he hits him, and then he leaves. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Doobie. <laughs> so let me ask you guys, okay? I know you guys aren't really um, Benning's biggest fans, and a couple episodes ago, you're telling me we should fire him because uh, you know we've been going down this this route, this vision, and it hasn't paid off. You you still stand by that. What do you think about Bonnie Henry? (laughs) Now, we've had, we followed her direction for the last year and some. 
she said, stay indoors, you know, stay to your, your, your group. Don't go outside. Don't go out, blah, blah, blah. Do this. Don't do that. She's shut down businesses and our COVID numbers are going crazy over here. The Canucks are in shambles. Um, I looked down south to the to the Texas Rangers. They had their home opener at max capacity, 40,000 fans in the stadium. Do you think we need to see a change of leadership at the Bonnie Henry, the head doctor level? Uh, uh, I'm going to say no. I'm going to say not a change in leadership, change in strategy. Yes. Change in leadership. And the only reason I say that, Mike, it's not this new wave, this new, these new restrictions. They're all because of that Brazilian variant, right? If that never made it over, I think we'd be in a lot better shape than, than what we are now. That's what the Canucks have. That's why some of them were on IV at home because it, it affects the younger crowd right the younger people yeah that's what they're saying yeah and the first wave i think affected the older people and we we flattened that curve right in bc at least bonnie henry was praised she was praised in the new york times man on how she flattened the curve blah 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 but this wave kind of came out of nowhere and that's why these restrictions happen now you can argue with well yeah she's closing restaurants well what's the difference between having that many people in a restaurant and having that many people in a Costco or in a Walmart, there's probably more people in the Costco than you would ever have in a, on a patio or, or sorry, on a, in a restaurant. So yeah. Or even a mall, man, like malls are open. <laughs> yeah. Malls are open like that. Like close, the mall, close the malls, essential services only. If you're going to close the restaurants, close all the bullshit stuff, leave the, the hardware stores and the, and the grocery stores open then at least, you know, the problem yeah, is, so, is there's so, a lot of essential workers. Like almost everything's essential. You need electricians, you need plumbers, you need, you know, every, everything to do with, with building maintenance and all that stuff. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You do. And you need janitorial staff to clean. Yes. That's, that exactly. is correct. You need that, but do you need a Armani exchange, a Metrotown to be open? Yeah, no, exactly. Like that's my, that's, you know what I'm saying? Do you need that to be open? I don't think so. Yeah, so I kind of agree with what you said in terms of uh, the leadership. I don't know if we need a change, but the strategies are something needs to change in that regard. Because it seems like they've been way too reactive to things instead of being like proactive and seeing it coming. Like we, all, I saw this coming. I mean, you could see cases creeping up. We, I didn't see the variant coming. I'm just saying you could see the numbers start to climb. You could see it getting out of control. Then they they even ease restrictions a little bit by saying groups of ten could gather outdoors, right? Mm-hmm. before spring break and stuff i mean people hear that and they think okay we're we're in the clear in we're a way done. they don't they don't pay attention to the details of it um but i was just actually watching the news and we've talked about this before like new zealand and australia covid is is non-existent there there's been three deaths in new zealand from covid since they were saying um last summer like they have life as normal. They have big tennis tournaments. They have big sporting events. They have concerts. And they did like a complete, they called it a circuit breaker lockdown where everything was shut down. And I think something like that is needed here. You know, just like right now, it seems like it's a little band-aid by like closing indoor dining, right? It's just a little temporary fix, trying to lower some numbers and stuff. But like you were saying, Chris, what's the difference that and or the busy grocery stores or busy malls, the gyms are open. I mean, I, f- I feel like it's a lot more likely it could be spread in those environments than 
in a socially distant restaurant within your own bubble, right? Because that's all you're supposed to sit with anyways. So That's true. Yeah. Well, I, I'll also say this as well. Like, Maybe it's Canada, maybe it's BC. I don't know. But I know a lot of people that's down the States, my age, they've all been vaccinated. I know people up here saying they want to go down the States to get vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Like this whole rollout thing is 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 not well, working. A big problem too is we're not producing our own vaccines. We have to rely on every other country essentially. Yeah. So that's why we're not getting them at the rate. And then the the whole AstraZeneca um, issue put another wrinkle into their plans. So, but yeah, I, I agree with you, Mike. It's frustrating. And I think they were saying in a week or two, anyone who wants to get vaccinated in the States will be able to, yeah. which is amazing. Yeah, I know some American people that are living in Canada right now saying they're thinking about going back because this mm-hmm. is, uh, this is ridiculous up here. I mean, we're not even done. My parent, well, my parents just got it done on, on Saturday and they're 72 you know, yeah, and mine like, as well. Yeah, and we're like we're so far behind the eight ball, and I and I remember like, I mean, I don't want to get too political in this podcast, but <laughs> our leaders, you know, they're they're saying, oh, we got to give some of the vaccines to these countries and these countries. Like, well, what about all of us? You know, like like we're here too. We're just sitting around waiting. People are dying here. <clears throat> yeah, it's know. very frustrating, man. I like okay, if you if you don't want to change the leadership then I'd like to see at least a change in strategy, something. I don't care if it's even, you know how they did in Wuhan? It's like you stay indoors for two weeks and they patrol oh. everybody by well, drones. That's, that's, just, that's just get it over with. Yeah, that's what I was do that, saying. Let's do it. They even did that in, in New Zealand and Australia. That's how they that's how they kill it because you keep people indoors. The virus dies, you know, with the person. It doesn't have a, another host to jump to. So <clears throat> Okay, not to get into it, not to get into it too much. But the three of us, we're essential workers, right? Mm-hmm. Three of us all have essential jobs. So we'll still be able to go out. We'll still, yeah. still be able to go to work and back. So it doesn't really bother. But what about the people that are not? Lock them up for two weeks. How do you think they're going to feel? They're gonna. There's going to be a lot of pushback, right? To be honest with True. you. True. I would say, I mean... There's pushback now, though, on these just little restrictions. That's, like, this is, this that's is what I'm what saying. I'm Rip saying. the Band-Aid off. Just do yeah. it all at once. Sure, people are going to be pissed, of course. Yeah, but you're going to get be- people that are, it's, this is not freedom. This is blah, blah, blah. And then you're going to have all that, uh, you know, protests and whatever. I mean, the three of us, we're like, yeah, okay, let's do it. Yes, my wife and my kids, don't leave the house. I'll go to work. I'll go and do what yeah. I need to do, essentially. You guys will, too. Everybody else stay home. Like, is that there's going to be a lot of pushback? I'm just saying, people are fed up with staying at home. But on the other hand, we should probably do it just to get just get rid of it. Exactly. It's like that's why it's so it frustrating. Instead of just you know doing a little bit to like okay make it better, but it's still there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just just lock it down, um, two three weeks, and get the shit under control get back to somewhat more of a normal life sooner you would hope but yeah I yeah man. you know i mean yeah uh let's let's uh let's see what happens here in the next couple of weeks like i'm i'm pretty pumped to get uh you know out i mean you guys golf right i'm pretty pumped to get um out and do some fishing or something like that uh, I need to get out like we are we are not supposed to be kept 
like we're not supposed to be jailed man <laughs> i know man like this is this is like jail and you know what getting out on the water or getting up for a hike or you know i know you guys are golfing but even you know i'm thinking about taking up golf myself i need to get out of the house man like this is unreal you know i want to see your duck hooks <clears throat> i've gone with him ty he can't even hit the ball <laughs> i can hit the ball thanks i can hit the ball thanks <laughs> Ty, why don't we get into the uh, PGA Tour? What, what's what's going on over there? I I hear some good things. I heard some some monumental things. I heard uh, that menu, man. Oh, yeah. So uh, it's a huge week in golf. It's Masters week. But before we get into that, it was uh, an exciting round or weekend of golf, especially an exciting final round down in Texas at the Valero Texas Open. And we finally saw the return of Jordan Spieth. He's back, baby. He played unbelievable. He's been in contention, seems like, for the last two months. He's been leading a few times on Sunday. He finally closed the deal and got his first win since 2017. So it was a long time coming for him. It's his 12th career win. I was super happy to see him pull it off and get back in there and uh he's got some great momentum heading into the masters this week where he's had tons of success in the past um what'd you guys think about that oh i love to see it and mm-hmm. i loved watching speed i love it when the camera's on him for most of the round I love it when he's when he's leading because he's so human right he uh talks to himself he a talks lot. to himself he talks to his caddy remember him in the masters the year after he won it and he and he put one in the drink on uh, I think it was on fifteen. Yeah. And then he put another one in the drink on fifteen. He goes to his caddy. He's like, Michael, are we choking here? Are we choking here? It's <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, man, we're all walking. Been there. Yeah. Been there, man. Been there. Come on, but. Jordan. But okay, the last time Jordan Spieth won the week before going into the Masters, do you know what happened? What happened? What happened? He won the Masters. He won. Yeah. Actually, Jordan Spieth. The three majors that he's won the week before, he's he's coming first, second, and third the week before playing in a major tournament and won all the majors. So where do you think my money's going this weekend? I was gonna say, is that is that a sure thing? Is that a sure bet for you, Mr. Mike? He's twelve to one right now. I put I've already put money on him. So yeah, I think that he's a good bet this weekend. I would take him. He's not favored, and, but he's up there. And he always starts out really good at the Masters. Even the 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 tournament that Mike's talking about where he put a bunch in the drink on the on the Sunday there on 15. I mean, he starts off, he loves that course. Yeah. Suits his game well. So I put a, I uh, put a bet down that he would be the first round leader. Uh, really? What do you, what do you get kind of odds you got on that? It's 16 to one. So it's still pretty, he's obviously a, one of the favorites to be leading after round one, but some good value. <laughs> he's 12 to one to win it right now. Yeah. 12 to one. Yeah. And you know, what's uh, crazy. Speaking of odds, so two months ago, before he started playing better, 
Um, Spieth was 60 to one to win the Masters. I wonder what he was like after the, before this win. He's, he was, he still would have been favored because he's been in the hunt. Like I was, he's been in, yeah, contention. he's been playing pretty well. There's no other player out there that, that has such a good short game. He's so good around the greens and the bunkers. Uh, yeah. The only one that I think is better than him is maybe Mickelson in the, in the, in the green side bunker. His putting is so clutch when he's on Remember, like he doesn't even look at he'll the hit ball. a putt from it and he'll hit a putt from anywhere. He'll drop them from 40, 50 yeah. feet. Like, he doesn't even look at the ball. He looks looking at the hole. Like he's so Yeah, I don't know how they how he puts like that, but that's crazy. Yeah, I'm uh I, yeah, I'm happy to see him back and I hope it's gonna make for an exciting Sunday, I think, you know, with, with these uh it's usually for sure. does. in the Masters, it's usually one of the top twenty that that take it, right? And mm. uh if not, they're in the hunt, right? So it's yeah. it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. This is one of my favorite weeks of the oh, year. And last year this didn't Super happen. Super Bowl of golf, canceled. man. Yeah. So to me, I'm gonna be watching all weekend long. Actually, I watch all week long. I've been watching all last night. I've been watching. I'm, I'm sitting here talking Live to you with guys the Masters in the background. It, yeah. I got the Masters on, so they're interviewing Deshembo right now, and I saw mm-hmm. him just cranking some balls <laughs> off the in the driving range. So yeah, Masters- no, it's gonna be a fun week. Yeah, Masters week is always a fun week, is it not? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Tonight oh, is yeah. it tonight they got the the champions dinner there? Ooh. Yes, sir. Ooh, what a menu. What a menu. Ty, you want to take us through the menu? Uh, it's got some uh it's got some interesting things on there. Uh some pigs in a blanket. Some ding, lobster ding, ding. corn fritters. Oh. Filet mignon, which we called, or we said he was going to have a steak on his menu when we talked about it a few episodes ago. We we did, yeah. Um, and some sea bass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would um, with, love that dinner. Yeah. yeah, with with some like unexciting salads and, and desserts on there. But uh, so so, uh, what would you if you guys had to choose a main, like two things? Like he chose the fillet and the sea bass. What would you choose, Mike? Oh man, bone in ribeye, <laughs> and and uh, and another name would be halibut. <laughs> what about you, Ty? Yeah, I'd probably have something like a fillet or something like that, and I'd probably throw in a seafood item for my guests because I don't eat much seafood, but but I know you guys <laughs> enjoy it. Oh, I would. Put- it wouldn't it wouldn't be sea bass though. See, I would go. I would definitely go with the sea. Not to outdo you, Mike, but I'd go with a tomahawk, bone in with the bone and the big bone sticking out. The tomahawk. I, I actually thought, you know, speaking, I these thought, guys wouldn't be able to golf the next day. I if thought DJ <laughs> would go with something like that, Chris, like a like a tomahawk or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, that's what I'd be doing. I'd be doing a tomahawk, and then I'd get some. I'd get a Dutch oven octopus. Oh yeah. Or go like straight. Remember the meals we'd had in Croatia. Like the eel and the yeah, yeah, octopus yeah. and stuff like that—that'd be amazing. Well, that's what I mean. The Dutch, the Dutch oven octopus. Oh, <laughs> Ty, you would love it. You know what, Ty? <laughs> next time I do, next time I pull the Dutch oven out, I'm gonna make some octopus just for you. You try it. Listen, you gotta not think about what it is. If you try it, I guarantee you, you'll love it. Yeah, I like calamari. Chris I'll, I'll does do make it. good seafood, and he'll even make squid. Which I have no idea how to cook it, but and then now we're we're researching how to fish for squid. So 
we can catch our own squid. Oh, That'd cool. be cool. And Chris, Chris is when we go fishing, he's the chef, right? So at the end of the day, he'll take all like scraps from whatever we caught that week, some salmon, some halibut, some cod, yep. whatever, octopus. prawns, octopus. And he makes uh, his chowder. My mm, chowder. Nice. And it's uh, it's pretty amazing. We'll, we'll not- send some photos to we'll post it on our social media this year. If we get out, Bonnie will res- you know loosen up some restrictions here. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. The Shouder. You know, it's Did funny. You guys- oh, no, yeah, hold ahead. on, Ty. So I'll just tell you guys a quick funny story while well, Mike already knows it. So I made the chowder, right? I'm I'm making, I'm sitting there on the boat. We're having a good time. We're on anchor. We, we sleep in this bay and um, we're having a good time. I'm, I'm uh, you know, cooking up a storm there. And Mike's like, what are you going to do with the octopus? I'm like, I'm going to throw it into the, into the chowder, right? Like, it's going to be good. You'll trust me. And he's like, oh, I don't know. I'm like, trust me, man. It's going to be good. So I slice it up, whatever. I actually cut the head off and I threw it and threw it away. I give him his bowl of chowder. <laughs> he takes one scoop of it and he's like, oh my God. <laughs> he puts it in his. So the broccoli looked like the octopus head because it was covered in cream <laughs> sauce. <laughs> he was like, oh my God. Oh my God. I was thankful that it was broccoli for once in my life. Yeah, but you ate the legs, the tentacles. It was fine. <laughs> it was still good. I bet you the head would have been good too. But It would have it been, yeah. Yeah, it's just. Uh, had to get over that initial fear, you know? <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, go ahead, Tiger. <laughs> did, did you guys see uh, Tiger Woods tweet out today? He had a little message. Yeah, I'm actually surprised he's not there. I thought he would be there for the dinner. He's, yeah, he's got to be in rough shape still. Yeah, but um, even if you're in a wheelchair or if you got crutches, I mean, you're who a knows that he winner. Might, would, might just wonder. not want to be seen in public yet, right? And have to answer all these questions So, so he's recovering. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and what was the uh, the final on the investigation? You were telling me, Ty, it was um, what was uh, it? Well, we don't know. Really, release much? They uh, we haven't said. They said that they've concluded their investigation and that they weren't releasing the details due to privacy, like Tiger's privacy, which is a little odd, considering mm. the circumstances of the crash and everything. Um, but so yeah, what do we know? That's so, a little weird. You think so, he paid them off to, to keep their silence? Like I don't think that like the whole police department can get away with that. <laughs> you never know. Tiger Woods has a lot of money. Yeah, he does. Yeah, but I mean, with everyone, that I would be very tough to do. Such so a high profile accident. So what do you think? Because we know we know a couple things about the accident that is have been released. One, he did not touch the brakes at all, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's no skid marks from from hitting the brakes so that's there's no other thing. cars involved no other cars involved it, he went straight Thank on God, yeah yeah he went straight on a curve so did he pass out did he do it purposely like these are all things that go through my head yeah there's I a don't lot know. of speculation i personally wouldn't be surprised if he passed out um, he did just have a surgery not too long before that crash that he was recovering from. He was on pain meds. I don't like to, you know, obviously he wasn't charged with anything and he was, there's no DUI or anything like that. So I don't want to just, you know, that's, it's tough to speculate. I hope not, but it kind of sounds like something like that happened to me. Yeah. Like to me, it's like, well, if it's personal, like, why is it for what mm-hmm. are they like, dude, are there STIs that may or STDs that make you pass out? Like, 
Could that possibly be it? I don't know. It just what you know. I don't know where the guy's at personally in his life, but well, what I think happened was, and I mean, we all saw a couple of years ago when he had that the DUI and he was on pills, mm-hmm. uh, pain meds, and he just had another surgery. He was probably on pain meds, and I think he was just. And, you saw him from the weekend before in the interview he had, he just didn't look like he was there. He looked tired and sluggish. And so I think he, he was on his pain meds and uh, think, yeah, he passed out out. and he just drove off the road and he didn't want that to get out again. And I think he made a deal with the, with the uh, Florida police to keep hush hush. But that's just LA. my opinion. I have no idea, right? I'm just. It was, it was in LA. Yeah. Florida, Florida police. Wow. <laughs> Wasn't it Florida? No, it was in LA. Does he live in Florida? It was in the LA area. Oh. Almeda. Almeda. There you County. go. Yeah. So don't listen to me. It's just what I think happened. I thought he was in Florida. Like I the, said on a past same, episode. Yeah, the same. The same as, uh, deputy as the Kobe. Kobe. Right. Yeah. Right. 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 Either way, it's not good, but uh, I'm happy he's recovering at home. Justin Thomas was mentioning in a press conference that he'd been over to his house, actually, and saw him, and he's doing okay. Um, but yeah, he's joking about, around. About the gist of it. You know, he said, he tweeted that, you know, he's can't believe he's missing an opportunity to spend a bunch of uh, yeah, to run up his bill. Yeah, money and stuff like that. So seems to be in good spirits. Oh, you know, obviously, we hope that he gets gets through this quickly and the right way, and yeah, he's back on the golf course sooner than later. For sure, I would love to see him uh, at Augusta next year. I know that's a mm-hmm. that's wishful thinking, but uh, one can hope. I know. I thought I'd but, be super sad that he wasn't going to be there this year, but I'm still really excited. Oh, for I'm still the, so excited for, for the Masters. Oh man, yeah. On that note, um, who are you guys thinking is going to? break through this year and get the win. Maybe we should put a little uh, little shot bet on there for next episode. So, um, well, you know what? I think I'm going to take, you know, you you kind of sold me on speed, Mike. So, oh, wait, first of all, hold on. What, what Are we sh- doing shots or what's going on? The guy that sits on the top, the guy that finishes the best that are the ones that we pick. That guy doesn't need to do the shot, but he chooses the shot. Does that work for you guys? Okay, so wait, we're t- we're picking one golfer each, and one. then the person that finishes the best is the out of winner. the three. Yes, the two other the have to do a shot of the winner's choice. That's right. Just like the dinner, you choose our shot. <laughs> or we'll do. Why don't we do the winner only has to take one shot, and they can pick the two losers two shots. Sure. What do you sure. think? Yeah, that's fine. So then we're all drinking. So I'll oh. drink with you guys when you lose. Okay. okay yeah. So I got Spieth. I, you sold me on Spieth, Mike. You said. <laughs> well, who gives this guy first pick? I'm getting first <laughs> pick. I got Spieth. So I was already saying I was already into it. I was That's, getting. I sold you on pick, the man. Good pick. I sold, you should good go pick. put some money on. He's 12 to 1. Yeah. That's pretty, actually, good. That's pretty good odds for him. Now you bet on him, so I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. The curse. All right, is we're, lo- we're we're locking it in. That your pick is in. Sorry, okay, Mike. Who you got? Well, he's gonna go speed. I get second pick. Okay, thank you. I'll take. Well, I I'm mean, doing it in not, like the older how, you get. Older guys can go first. Yeah. How can you not take Dustin Johnson after he just tear, tore this course up, set a record six months ago in Augusta, 
you know, he's playing some great golf still, always does. Dustin Johnson's my man. For If we're going to do a shot bet, that's who I'm going with. And I did not put money on him because he's the favorite, but that's who I'm digging. Well, yeah, you can't argue with that pick. I mean, it's it's tough to... How many guys? What is there? Three, I think, that have won back-to-back at Augusta? Faldo... I think it's Faldo, Tiger, and Jack Nicklaus. So the only three who've won it in consecutive years. So he'd be joining a, an exclusive list. And I think he deserves to be there. Yeah, no, for sure. Well, uh, I'm going to take well, Mike Justin is an Thomas. Exclusive guy. So, oops, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no, that, Justin Thomas. He's been playing really well since all the controversy that we we touched on. A little bit. Uh, he just won a few weeks ago. He won the Players' Championship, which is arguably the fifth major. So he's playing some great golf right now. I think his game suits Augusta very well. And yeah, he's my guy. Yeah, there's so many other really good golfers out there too that I want to just <laughs> pick right now. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you, I'll tell you guys who I bet on. Okay, for this, this, for this Masters. Um, so I told you about the speed bet. That's 12 to 1 right now that I took him. And I also took uh, Kevin Na. Oh, man. I like Kevin Na. I think he's he's a, he's a winner. Nah, 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 nah. He's a confident golfer. Hey, hey, hey. Get this. I put $5 <laughs> on Kevin Na to win it. If he wins it, I win 1000 bucks. That's an awesome bet, though. I'll give wow. you that. 200 wow. to 1. Yeah. So wow. I got there's Kevin a reason. Na. There's a reason he's two hundred to one, Mike. I but think okay, that I that's, like it. But those odds are are, are good for sure. For Five bucks. That's a he, that's he a good win bet. It. Mm-hmm. I also took uh, Corey Connors, our Canadian boy. He's been playing some good golf. We've been talking about it. He's eighty to one. He's eighty one eighty to one right now. And I put uh, I put some money on on Kepka because I think that uh, he's got a chance oh. at at the odds at twenty two to one. So yeah, he's are, he's been the best in majors, man. Recently, Kepka yeah, for sure. Hey Mike, you know that I uh, last time you went, where'd you play again? Last time you the played, last time I played, yeah, I played at the Vancouver Golf Club. Yeah, no, did I? No, no you will. You played with me at Langara. It yeah, was Langara. It was Langara. You know how I know? Because I recorded it. Listen to this. I recorded your golf swing. You ready? Yeah. Okay, okay, Chris. <laughs> you and your sound effects, man. But without a doubt, my golf game is in shambles this year. I have I started off for our for our viewers. I started off the year really strong. My first round played Belmont with Ty and my brother and Dan. Nandez actually, dirty dirty man. And uh I shot an eighty two, I think. Right? Eighty four? Eighty two, something like that. You played did really well. And- and I told you not to practice. And then you went yeah. to the range and you, you fucked something up. Man. I think I hit every fairway, every green, you know, it's playing well for my game. Like my handicaps, like probably like a 15. And then the next week I went out actually that whole week, I got the bug. So I was, I was at the range every day hitting, hitting buckets and uh, my kids, you know, they're doing the same thing. And I developed some kind of a duck hook. Like uh, it is, it is wild. Like it's, it's straight off the tee box from a driver, duck hook, boom. And it, and I'm still, you know, shooting maybe low 90s, mid 90s, high 80s. 
But with this duck hook, like if I can get rid of this damn thing, it's like I have the yips. I can't do it. And even at the range, now I go to the range, I can't get rid of this thing. So I'm, yeah, no, playing, I- I'm playing actually this weekend. I'm supposed to play. And um, oh, man, I just. Yeah, I've, I've got the opposite problem in terms of my swing. I got the, the big slice going again, but I've been uh, my short game. The putting and, and stuff has been great, um, which saves a lot of those big scores. So, yeah, my yeah ability, you'll turn it around, man. It, it, blame the weather. We haven't got any nice weather yet. My ability mm. to scramble is pretty good because I think like most of my life I've been in the woods. I've been in the rough. You know, I'm actually playing better out of there than I do the fairway. Well, we're but amateur golfers, fairway, man. Our, our scrambling has to be good. Yeah. To break <laughs> to 100. Low scores. I know. Yeah, but it's uh, it's always a fun challenge, this game of golf, you know. For sure. What, uh, just to wrap up, I guess, the golf segment, uh, I'm sure we'll talk about it again, but uh, what do you think of Ricky Fowler missing the cut this year's this year's Masters? And do you think it's because oh, he's uh, just focusing too much on, uh, on, on commercials and, and making money like that I, way? I don't or? think it's that. I don't think it's that. And look what happened. Look what happened with Spieth, who's a close friend of his, actually. I mean, he was breaking records. He was he was touching some of Tiger's early records, right? On his his ascent to the top, like those first few years, and then he just hit a wall. <laughs> Do you see what Chris is searching right now on his screen? His, 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 Chris is sharing his screen with us, and he's got how to fix a golf swing. <laughs> <laughs> Oops, I forgot I was sharing my screen. Oh, but man. but Mike, to your your question, I don't think it's the I don't think it's the commercials and and the sponsors and all the time he takes there. It golf, as we know, is a it's a crazy game, man. And you can be playing, as you said, you shot an eighty-two, yeah, like pin straight drives, and then just something something goes, and it's really hard to get back. <laughs> so that's yeah, true. But yeah, he's missing his first major championship since two thousand ten. Sad. I remember watching him. It was it was Fowler. McElroy and maybe it was Spieth and they're all walking down. They all had, they all played at Augusta together. They're walking down. This is when memory Rory was leading by like eight strokes. And then, yeah, then yeah. he choked the, the meltdown. Yeah. yeah. That was really, he's another good bet, you know, coming into this, he's playing some decent golf and he's got to, uh, he wins this. He creates, he finishes the career grand, the grand slam. slam. Yeah. He's got some, some demons exercise at Augusta for sure. Yeah, I think once he overcomes that, he's he's set and and uh, agreed. I think I don't know, man. He doesn't have that tiger killer instinct. I think that's what he's missing. He's too nice. <laughs> well, he's got some killer instinct. Instinct. He he's won a lot. He's, he's won, but I think he should have won a lot more. He's man. Got he doesn't a have huge that Sunday following too. He's almost got oh, a tiger. Woods I following. love Rory. I love Rory. I'm just saying it doesn't seem like he has that killer instinct, or he's lost it, or I don't know. Yeah, from his, his early part of his career. but Maybe it's because these boys got married. Yeah. <laughs> well, Fowler just got married last year. Could have been and it. And his, his game went to shit, right? Mm-hmm. And he's comfortable yep, now. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> and then uh, Rory got married two years ago. So, I don't know, maybe. You're in big trouble, though, pal. I eat pieces of shit like you for breakfast. <laughs> you eat pieces of shit for breakfast? No. <laughs> I 
It's time for the UFC update. Mr. Mike. What's up? What's going on? Not too much has been going on in the world of the UFC in terms of events this past week. However, there have been a few big announcements that we can we can update you on. Um, we have we have UFC Fight Night go down this Saturday. That's April the 10th. And Kevin Holland is stepping up on short notice to fight Marvin Vettori. And for you guys that don't know who Kevin Holland is, he's a guy we talked about on this show a couple of weeks ago. The guy who wouldn't shut up. The guy that wouldn't shut up. The guy yep. that was that was yapping the whole time. Dana White said that it was a complete mental breakdown. And I'm thinking he's getting this opportunity to redeem himself. You know? Mm-hmm. Um I follow him on social media and stuff, and he's saying he he's, he ain't ever going to shut up. He doesn't care who the haters are, blah, blah, blah. Well, let's see what happens, because I think that if he loses this fight, I don't see him going much further than this. But that's just me. So we got yeah, Kevin could Holland. Be, could be a make-or-break moment for him, huh? Yeah, totally. And I think he should take take it pretty serious and, and get in there and, and try to throw down a fight and not try to... Uh, just chirp the whole time and, and and get followers on on social media, but whatever. That so that's going down this Saturday. It's free. It's on uh, probably not on Sportsnet or yeah, TSN. Yeah. yeah, prelims start at noon, and the main card probably around five. So that's going down this week. I'll be watching that. We also have a big announcement. One of my favorite fighters of all time, Nate Diaz, is stepping back into the octagon. To fight at UFC 262, he's co-main eventing. However, he says he's the main event, and he's fighting against Leon Edwards. Leon Edwards, we also talked about in this podcast, Leon Edwards is the guy that poked Bilal Muhammad in the eyeball. (laughs) So he's the guy that was winning the fight decisively against Bilal Muhammad and then accidentally poked him in the eyeball, and then Bilal Muhammad was not able to continue to fight. And I thought that that uh, Leon Edwards looked amazing in this fight. I don't know. I mean, I love the Diaz brothers. I love Nate Diaz. He likes to fight the toughest guy. The, the, it's not, this is not an easy fight for Nate Diaz. And it's a, I think it's a Diaz, horrible yeah. matchup for him, right? Like, yeah. Stylistically. Like, he's a... Uh, He's fast. He he'll take. He can take him down. He's got. Looks like he's got cardio. I don't think he's gone. It's a five round fight as well. Yeah, man. I don't know. I I mean, this. You know, in my mind, I see it this way. I see, like, picture this for a sec. Would you tie? We have in UFC two sixty one coming up. We have Jorge mm-hmm. Masvidal fighting Usman for the title. Okay. Yep. Usman's a heavy favorite in this fight. Obviously beating Masvidal uh, prior to this, you know, easily. Pretty dominating, yeah. So, we, if we see Jorge Masvidal, which says, all he says is he needs a full camp, beat Usman. He's the champion. He's also the the BMF champion, the baddest motherfucker on the planet champion. Now, yeah. if he wins that fight and Nate Diaz wins this fight, this sets up a, ma- a major fight against Jorge Masvidal and Nate Diaz for both for the titles, baddest motherfucker, and for the UFC gold. Like yeah. that is what I want to see. Obviously, I hope that I need a lot of stars to align for this to happen. But hey, it's it's possible. I like your I like your thinking there. 
Yeah, that's where that's where I'd like to see this go. But I mean, I don't think this is not going to be an easy fight for Nate Diaz. I mean, I almost think he's he's. I mean, I almost well, think I, it's an easier fight him fighting uh, Poirier or or McGregor. To be yeah, because I don't think Those I don't think Edwards guys. will want to stand and trade with him either, right? He's just going to want to take him down and ground and pound, which yeah. I don't know. Always, always kills the Diaz brothers. Any big fight they're in, right? No one wants to stand and trade with them. The Stockton slap. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, but he has shocked me before and come out and looked mm-hmm. really good. So especially when he fought Showtime Pettis, he looked amazing in that fight. And if he can do the same thing, he just had a couple surgeries on his on the tissue, scar tissue around his eyes and stuff like that. He had a full recovery. He looks like he's in great shape. I've seen him training. Oh yeah, those guys are always shape wise. They're you know, usually don't have to worry about that. They're they do they cycle and all sorts of things. They got crazy yeah, they're, training. They're regiments. triathletes, my boys. Mm-hmm. Coming from a two time two time Ironman myself, they're my favorite <laughs> yep. UFC fighters. I find them to be excited. I don't even know what it is about them. Like <laughs> oh, they're good at selling fights. Yeah, right? you said too. They're, like, they're horrible at interviews, but I think it's like they're just they're fighters and they're, they're the raw, like, let's just fight and, and get at it. And none of this technical crap, right. They just want to get yeah. in there and bang get in there and brawl for sure. Yeah. I guess the fans love to see that. I like to see that. Speaking yeah. of Diaz, did you see all the, the chatter on Twitter with him and McGregor back and forth? Yeah, I did. Pretty entertaining. I mean, it, it almost seems like they're uh, unintentionally setting up their trilogy, depending what happens in these next fights. Yeah, I think, yeah, I mean, yeah. So, and then on that note, we have uh, we had uh, Conor McGregor and uh, Dustin Poirier. Apparently, they have signed. It's not official yet, but they have signed that they're going to have their yeah. Their they both have been signed. Yeah, and it's supposed to be going on on July 10th. It's not official as where it's going to be yet, and that's going to be UFC 264, McGregor versus Poirier three. And I guess McGregor's looking to obviously redeem himself there. And uh, after that, that loss he took, and I hope that he just. You know, took his training serious this time. Yeah, I think he uh, underestimated Poirier that last fight. Yeah, for sure. He he beat Poirier pretty easily the first time that they fought, and uh, it and it's a big fight for him. I think if he wants to continue his UFC career in terms of the big fights and getting those main events and the big money, because if he loses again, like he, of, he still has a huge following and all that, but he loses a lot of that luster. I think in terms I think of if he loses again, he's done. I think. Yeah. He's got nothing to prove. He's made his a lot of money. He's been the champ twice. Um, True, but do you, you know, see him on social media? He spends a lot of money. I think he's he got to sure keep, uh, does. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. He does. He's gonna have to keep fighting, or hopefully, he's. Uh, well, like you said, maybe maybe if if Nate Diaz loses and McGregor loses, that there's a money fight right there, a trilogy belt. Yeah, I guess right? so. Either way, the UFC would have something kind of set up. Yeah. Mm. But anyways. Did but you yeah, guys there was, see uh, this? There was this was not <laughs> UFC related, but this was uh, a match at the CFFC, which is like a like a fighting platform like the UFC is. And there was a guy named Kateg Pliev on the weekend, and the dude lost his finger in a match and didn't even know it. His ring finger. That is I, unbelievable. Yeah, I'm still. Every time I think about it, I get weak. Like, oh, oh, oh. can you believe that they thought they lost it? And they had his corner was looking under the cage for his finger. The they were checking the, the announcer first, asked the fans to see if they yeah they were checking finger. the first row of the the small crowd. Um, if there was a finger laying around. Can you it's believe absolutely that? Absolutely unbelievable. Can you believe that he took no 
painkillers <laughs> at all. Yeah, yeah he's when so they were reattaching the finger. So no one really knew who this guy addict. was, and then this happened, and then every obviously everyone's like researching who's this, who is this guy, and he's he used to be like addicted to drugs and stuff like that, and he got himself clean. So once he lost his finger, um, the hospital's like, oh, we'll give you some 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 pain some painkillers. He's like, no, I don't want them. We take some Tylenol, some aspirin. He's like, no, I don't want it. So they they ended up <laughs> attaching his finger and everything. Absolutely, zero painkillers, nothing. And he, you know, he walked away from the hustle. I mean, this guy's tough as nails, man. If uh, if I've ever seen them, that, that guy's crazy. And yeah, they, they found his finger. Tough guy, yeah. In his glove. Yeah, his finger's <laughs> in his glove. Yeah, so what happened was apparently, so the guy was holding his glove. If, if the viewers don't know what the heck we're talking about, just Google MMA fighter loses finger and you'll you'll see it. And you, it's not really graphic, Like you don't see the <clears throat> finger come dislodged, but you can see in the fight that he's on the ground and his opponent's holding his hand, like his glove. And they say what happened was his like finger got dislocated at that joint. And then when he got up and he started striking again, throwing punches, it just, it just like severed. split off. Yeah. And he, <laughs> he didn't feel it because of the adrenaline rush was going on. You know what? We'll put the link to the, the story about it on our Twitter, <laughs> Twitter account and people can <laughs> check it out. But yeah, we'll give you a little warning. There's it's there's a couple nasty. When I first heard about it, I was kind of hoping it was <laughs> pictures. I, I was kind of hoping it was uh, it was his thumb. <laughs> <laughs> Where's my thumb? Where's my thumb? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you guys have seen uh, me, myself, and Irene, you'll get that joke. But Where's my thumb? Let's get into a little bit of Seahawks. Not much happened this week, but we did re-sign my boy Tyler Lockett to. Some big money. He got a four-year, $69.2 million contract, 37 of which is guaranteed. I love Tyler Lockett. I love his character. I love how much he tries on the field, and he's made some big, big plays for the Seattle Seahawks. He's a great, great player in my fantasy as well. What do you think (laughs) about that, Ty? Yeah, obviously, I really liked it, too. I was a little surprised on the the money we shelled out for him. I think it was well-deserved, but it's just, you know, sometimes it's a little surprising when we see our management team shell out that kind of coin for for any player. I mean, but he's a, he's a super important part of our offense. Great compliment to DK. Like you said, big catches, super consistent. Um, he's been pretty durable. He got a little banged up last year, but... But yeah, I'm really happy about it. Uh, a few seasons ago, I don't know if you remember, that was one of the jerseys I bought. That oh, uh, I had to talk you, talk you into letting me buy that because you say I'm a curse, which I'm not. Just so everybody knows. <laughs> uh, but no, I was happy because yeah, my jersey, uh, my jersey lives on, and yeah, he's he's really important to our offense and got a great connection with Russ. So I am very happy about that deal. Yeah, they're obviously on the same page here. Like they've been together for years, practicing in the off season, running on time. on the beaches and stuff like that, practicing routes, and you can tell that that's been been paying off for sure for 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 them. Yeah, as, as a duo. Definitely. Um, only thing else that really happened, we had uh, Dunbar, one of our defensive uh, backs, go to yep. uh, experience free agency, and we lost them. We lost them to the Lions. Um, I mean, I'm kind of he. He was a huge fan of Russell Wilson's. He's yeah. saying that you know this guy's not going anywhere, 
but I'm not too upset about that. What about you, Ty? Yeah, the only thing, um, we, we gave up a draft pick for him last year, like last offseason to get him. Yeah. Um, he was pretty much up to like Pro Bowl caliber type player. He was not the same player. I don't know if you remember early last year, there was the robbery allegations uh, with him and another another player from a different team. Uh, charges ended up being dropped, but it was a big saga in, in last year's offseason, and I think that kind of led to his play declining a little bit on the field as that distraction kind of lingered uh, for a while. But uh, cornerback is definitely a position I think we need to address, and we will. I don't know if it's going to be in the draft as we only have three picks, but uh, the the Sherman Sherman rumor is still, still out there, and he's still a free agent. Um, I would love to see, like we said before, uh, him reunite with Seattle, and I still think it could happen. I agree with you. I'd love to see Sherman come back. What do you think about uh, Earl Thomas? Man, I don't even know what that guy. He <laughs> he's in I great know, shape he's... still. I follow him on social media. He's working. Yeah, he's out. in great. He's in great shape. But I mean, I don't know if he's in. He looks. <laughs> he looks good. I don't know if he's in great football shape. He doesn't do look think, like he's been doing do you a lot think of. If the if if we if we went after him, you think he'd come back to Seattle? Because there was some some bad blood there. Him flipping the bird to peak. You know what? At this point in his career, I wouldn't be surprised because there's not a lot of suitors for him. He left the NFL on a bad note, uh, fighting with teammates in Baltimore. And I don't know, man. I think there's some other issues, some underlying issues with that guy off the field. Do you think Pete Carroll take him back? You know what? I, I think Pete would because he seems to not worry about taking on some some troubled uh, <laughs> troubled athletes. I mean, he's got a good approach, a good positive attitude, and players respect him. So I think I think Pete would, but I don't see that happening. I don't even know if he wants to play football. Dirty time. Welcome everyone to another edition of the Dirty Talk with Dan Nandez on the West Coast Sports Junkies podcast. Hope everyone's having a great week. Um, let's get right into the Dirty Talk. Um, a lot of exciting news happening in the NFL with some signings, getting trade, getting close to the NFL draft. How about the Jets getting rid of, which was supposed to be their franchise quarterback, not even two seasons ago, third overall pick, uh, Darnold going to Carolina. I mean, I think he's got a, it's is almost like being redrafted by finally getting uh, away from the jets. You know, he's going to Carolina, hopefully able to continue on his career and not, you know, be forgotten in the wastelands of the New York jets, uh, similar to Le'Veon Bell um, and anyone else that has gone to the jets. Um, I think it's good opportunity for him. Uh, Definitely a lot of rebuilding happening in, uh, in New York. Uh, they have a top pick now, you know, who obviously are going to be going out uh, with, you know, Lawrence at quarterback or maybe another top uh, pick in the first round. Um, but it, yeah, it's looking good. Exciting time of the year. All righty, guys, this is a very exciting topic, something I think our local fans of the CFL are going to be passionate about. Word on the street. Finally, The Rock is coming back to the CFL. 
Exciting news coming out. XFL owner Dwayne The Rock Johnson is interested in acquiring and partnering with the CFL. I don't know about you. I'm not a huge CFL fan. I mean, I've been a football fan mainly, you know, following the NFL. Um, I know older generation of uh, Canadians that have all, you know, 100-something years CFL has been around. I think if the pandemic has taught us anything, uh, what is the CFL if fans are not going to be able to show up? Owners can't afford to run the teams without fans. Um, in all reality, the younger generation, are we really interested in a three-down CFL? I would, half the time, I don't even know the rules. They can win by one point. A rouge, uh, you know, kick from anywhere, catch it behind the field goal and score. I'm all for for the XFL joining the CFL. One of the big rule changes they're going to do is four down uh, football. I think it's going to be exciting. It's going to be a different change, a change that's needed if the CFL is going to continue into the future. Looking forward to it. Hope it happens. That is it for the Dirty Talk this week. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get into it. All right. That was dirty. Dirty from East Van, dirty. So Dwayne The Rock Johnson, really? XFL? XFL, wow. He's looking to merge. I mean, for those that do know, I mean, The the Rock, as he's probably, you know, mostly known for for his wrestling days. But Dwayne The Rock Johnson, he actually played for the Calgary Stampeders in the CFL um, before he even got into pro wrestling. So he actually has some ties and connection to the CFL. Um, I think. Yeah. Do you know who cut him? A little Wally. local flavor. Yeah. Buono. Wally Buono. Really? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah, Dan, anyways, that, Dan, what that, do you that, got? That, drink. What are you drinking tonight? <laughs> first of all, my go-to favorite, Mike. Um, Apple juice. That's what it looks like. <laughs> I know okay. You, normally, you I, say, I you where, "Where's the ice? ice?" It's cold enough from the fridge. I'm having my go-to gin and. To- uh, sorry, not gin and tonic this time, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so you're uh, drinking a warm, a warm spice rum and ginger that is dirty <laughs> and oh, that man. was some dirty talk man you uh i think you pissed off the the 10 dirty. fans of the cfl in bc you know what <laughs> i'm gonna have to uh bust your guys's bubble here and tell y'all i like the cfl <laughs> oh, fuck. and i hope that it we stays know. the cfl I think Mike, that it's Mike's one of the 10 fans Canadian. <laughs> it's, um, you know, Dan, you are a Canadian. You should know the different rules of the CFL, like what a rouge is, the three down football. Oh, come on, Mike. You don't know them all either. <laughs> you should know the difference between the size and the fields. I don't know. I'm a fan of the game. I like the CFL. I'm a BC Lions fan. I like going to the games. I like watching them on TV. Okay, As a matter of fact, okay, I think okay, they made okay. a mistake. No, 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 hold on, hold on. When was the last time you went to a CFL game? <laughs> honest, be honest. You like going to the games? Two years ago, we actually got a suite. I went to a game. Yeah, but did you buy it or did your work buy it? My work bought it. Okay, it was, so it was a good time. Was, okay, sorry. When was the last time that you pulled out your wallet, the cobwebs, and paid 
for a CFL game to take yourself? It was in within the last five years because I would have gone. I went with definitely my with with Will with William and Annabella. So my oldest two kids. Well, from a pure business standpoint, the CFL is not going to be able to even exist if local fans like yourself are going to go to a game once every five years. That's, that's the whole point of why the CFL is was literally needing a government bailout. Well, that's our episode for tonight. Hope you enjoyed it. If you liked it, follow us. Give us a rating. Like us. Be sure to also follow us on Twitter at West Coast Sport 9. Don't forget to subscribe to our show on podcasting platforms such as Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Reach out to us by email at westcoastsportsjunkies at gmail.com. We are also now on Instagram at west underscore coast underscore sports underscore junkies. Follow us there. Thanks for listening. Join us for the next episode. Goodbye. Goodbye.